Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Tipping, my friends, is more about you than it is about the server or the person you're tipping. That's how I'm coming out hot today, folks. Tipping is more about you. Mm -hmm. You don't care about the service. You want to be viewed as a good person. That's why you tip. Am I right or am I wrong, Jordana Green? Mm -hmm. No, I I agree. I do. I think it is more about you because... I mean, really, do we want to spend more money for the meal? We don't. We want it to be all included. We want, we've talked about this. We want to do away with this tipping. But if you're going to tip, you want credit. For yeah. It. Yeah. You want, you want the server to know that you tipped. You want the bartender to know that you tipped. Why, Adam, did you not get credit for a tip? Well, are, the, are you feeling bad about uh, this that? This is a total Seinfeld moment for me last night. So Jen and I <laughs> okay. went and watched the game. Uh, we wanted to have dinner before the game. So we went out to uh, the place. I'll just, uh, I don't want to identify the person. A place. A place mm-hmm. where there were pull mm-hmm. tabs offered. And I like to play pull tabs. Uh huh. And. We, uh, I got a winner last night. We got a $200 winner and I usually wow, tip uh, nice. t- 10% uh, on a, on a, on a winner of that size. So that's 20 mm-hmm. bucks. And I went up there to claim my prize and the woman, be- lovely woman in the pull tab mm-hmm. booth filled out my little card, took my license, you know how you do it. Then you sign it. And she mm-hmm. counts out my cash in front of me, my winnings. I say, thank you very much. And just as I take that 20 to put it in the jar, she turns around and I drop the 20 into the jar. And she turned around. And I said, she didn't see me put that 20 in the jar. And so she turned back around. And I'm like, I've, I'm having one of those Seinfeld moments where do I tell her, hey, just so you know, I tipped you there. I put a $20 yeah. a bill in your jar. Or do I just walk away and hope that she noticed? Oh, I just walked away. I just I didn't want to draw attention to the fact that I did that, even though I wanted to draw attention to the fact that I tipped her. And then I felt of like course she, she did. And then I felt like she was she thought I did not tip her. Oh, and that's now bad. then I was worried that you know if I wanted to keep playing, if I wanted to go back up up there again, that uh, I don't know she would not not feel good about me as a customer. But what does it matter? I tipped her. That's I should take comfort in the fact I knew that I had tipped her. But I wanted her, I wanted her appreciation. I wanted her acknowledgement that I tipped her. So I'm a tipping is a fraudulent. The purpose of a tip is just to pay her for her service, give her a little uh, credit for picking me a winner, and mm-hmm. it's not. I, if uh, if I'm um, if I'm examining myself down deep, it's no. I just want to be acknowledged as a good person. So I shouldn't have cared. I shouldn't have cared if whether or not she noticed or not. Right, because she gets she gets the money. Your goal is accomplished if she gets the money. Correct. But that's not really that. But that's, that's not, not why. Really that's not goal, why I tipped. Friend. Yes, that's not. And I mean, who are we kidding? We all want credit for the tip. Like even when we get. 
bad service. We still tip because, A, we feel obligated to help pay these people's mm-hmm. salaries because the restaurants don't pay them enough. And, you know, we don't we don't want to look like a bad person. Yeah. So in the end, tipping is all about what it does for us, us and our right. psyche and not about what they get, the bartender. And also, by the way, I think service people should know this because – you know, we, I think they should acknowledge because of this exact thing. We feel bad if, th- if we think they don't know that we tipped them. So at least give us, you know, like the head nod or the thank you. I mean, I am not above it. Adam. I don't fault you at all. There have been times when I've tipped them. Um, it's been a while since I've like sat at the bar and had a couple of beers, yeah. but. You know, if there's a tip jar or something that you put money in or even yes. like piano bar or something like that, like and, and the person doesn't see you physically put it in the jar, you say, yeah. I left you something yes. like I've done that. Like, oh, I, I left you something. In the, like, you don't want to look like a right. cheap ass like you're, yeah. you know, you're a terrible person. There's a funny so way you could it, do. By the way, totally uh, can I interrupt mm-hmm. you there? Piano bars, <laughs> uh, massively overrated. I don't want uh, piano bars. Like, why are those? Why are they still a thing? I don't want to I go mean, to a fun piano. Once or twice a year. Come on, that's that's fun. Or dueling pianos. Like I don't want dueling pianos. Like you know, once I'm sorry. Um, no, but and there's a funny way you could do it. Like, hey, don't worry, I'm not. You know, I, 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 I gave you a tip. Don't worry about it. But again, I'm more worried about what she thinks of me than actually tipping yes. her for giving me a winner. I'd go a step further. I think if I go out, yes. it's totally a social norm, right? Like, like where else you're in just your caving life, to the social conscience. Yeah. Yes, totally. Yes. and I, I don't like it, but I do it. And if I'm out somewhere, if if the three of us are out somewhere together, yeah. I would be more concerned. I'm not proud to say this, but I'd be more concerned about the two of you seeing what that we I'm think of you yes, than what you I'm think. I'm never going to see yes. that waitress again. I don't really care if she thinks I, you know, wow. did, did, but I want you guys True. to know that I'm a good Then Jor and I are like, didn't you see Dave Finley? Yeah, he only he left 12%. Right? Unbelievable. He's totally judging you. Genius. But I think well, a lot of people are like that him. and wouldn't admit it that you no, just, you're right. you just yes. want to be seen as a good guy. You don't actually care that they get the money. That's, well, okay. Uh, is Joe and Hopkins on the line, David? Is that a current call? There we go. Let's take Joe and Hopkins. Hi, yeah. Joe. Hey, hey guys. Uh, quick story. Uh, kind of a double uh, irritation for me when it comes to tipping. I uh, had a piece of furniture delivered to my home uh, by a third-party mover uh, that was contracted with a furniture company, <clears throat> and they did a great job uh, delivering the piece of furniture, and I wanted to tip them, and uh, I only had... Uh, a $20 bill, and there's two of them, and, mm. and that's what I felt comfortable at the time yeah. tipping. And yeah. the uh, the owner was one of the two uh, people that did the moving, and the, his employee left before he did, and I gave him the $20 bill and asked him to share it if he could. And my concern was, first of all, there is really no gratitude uh, or even acknowledgement. He just kind of took the, the bill and turned away and walked down the hall. Uh, but more importantly, I really wondered at that point whether his employee got the other half. Yeah, whether so he it shared it. He got in the so truck. He got, a, he, he got in the truck, Joe, but oh, can you believe that jerk? He didn't even tip us. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah, that, that was interesting. That's kind of my Seinfeld uh, yeah. uh, story. Yeah. At that point, I want yeah. you know his employee probably didn't even know. Well, I, I'm assuming, but you know, I hate to judge people with something like that. Maybe he he shared it and he was grateful, and he just it wasn't one of those people to 
express that. So, but yeah. uh, the way your the way your brain works, yeah. I think. Well, first of all, he didn't appreciate the tip, and second of all, I wonder if he even shared the darn thing. Right. <laughs> good call. Good question. That's a good one, Joe. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have another good one about that. Like a good. Uh, I'll save it for after the break, but you were about to say something. No, I was just about to tell a story, too. Like yes. when my kids, if I ask them to go get the car washed, you know, I take them to the car wash, or, you know, I, you have to explain to kids how to, you know, okay, you pull in. I, we go to this little car wash in St. Louis Park, and I said, at the end, make sure you put, they have like a box on the wall yep. for tips. Yep. I said, here's, you know, $5 or whatever it is, you know, that 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 I want that. But I, I always tell the kids, make sure they see you put it in yes. the box on the wall because I don't want them to think the kids are cheap or didn't tip them. And I want, you know, I'll do you again, it's all about us. I'll do you one better than that. The car wash <laughs> I go to, to the downtowner, which is a Mr. Car Wash now in St. Paul. That's my go-to car wash. They have the same thing. They have the box inside. But I always tip the person who, like, you know, is there at the oh. car when you come in. I always like to give that oh, person smart. a tip. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that, again, okay. they're yeah. only one of like five people working on the car, so it's like. So yeah. wait, you tip at the beginning when you, but then at the no. end you don't tip. No, at the end, like when the so it goes oh. through the thing, and then there's the people who are okay. like detailing it at the end, you know, shining yeah, it up. Yeah. Then I come out there, and usually there's a person who's there, you know, with your okay. waiting at the door. And they ask yeah. if you want a little air freshener, and uh, that's the person yeah. I always tip. I think they put it okay. in the pool so they all share it. But I yeah. hope so. I hope but, so. But, I mean, why, yeah. why, you know, instead of putting it in the jar where it's going to go anyway, it's like, I got to be, yeah. hey, I got money for you. Here you go, you got to hand it to him in his yeah. hand so he knows yes. you tipped. I know. It, it's for us, friends. It's for our ego. Yeah. I don't think we're bad people about it, but. Yeah, we live in this society where tipping is a thing. Uh, but a lot, a lot of texts coming in, Adam. A lot of people yep. chiming in. So let's let's take a quick break. We'll continue the conversation about soothing our own egos with tipping next. Got a text here on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line to six five one four six one nine two two six on your tipping topic. Here's what I love: what the Bible says. In essence, of you hmm. giving and want to be seen, that is your reward. But if you give in secret, your reward is then in the heavens. Clearly not verbatim, oh. but you get the point, Adam. Not to go all preachy on you, LOL. But that you know what? Yeah, we they're, appreciate that. But they're perfectly right. And I'm a fraud in this, in that I, in this instance, I want to be seen, make sure I am. I'm, but you know what it drives me crazy? Like, when, like on social media or something, when somebody's posting, oh, I'm volunteering at this or something. It's like, just do it. Why are you telling everybody? Oh, right. About, you know? Right, yeah. It, it don't, it, it's only worth it if somebody sees you right. or you can post about it. Yeah, that's it's sort yeah, of, it yes. shouldn't That shouldn't yes. frustrate us because, you know, they still are doing the good work. They, they right? are. And if they, they want to yeah. show off about it, that's fine. Uh, we're talking about tipping because I, I won at pull tabs last night, which, again, we could cover, you know, a couple hours on that. But right. uh, when the pull tab gal turned around, I put the money in the jar and I was worried that she mm-hmm. didn't see me and I didn't want to point out. I, I wasn't... To the point of saying, hey, I paid you. And and again, it proves the point that tipping is more about us than it is about the service we received. Here's another uh, great uh, story. Uh, I once golfed with a friend of mine at a very uh, exclusive golf club in the Twin Cities. This is probably 10 years ago when I still enjoyed to golf, when I still liked to golf. <laughs> I don't anymore. And the, the, uh, they had caddies. So we actually had caddies. So at the end of the round, you tip your caddy. And I went to tip the caddy, and I had like three, a lot of my 20s, I had like, they were fresh 20s out of the ATM. And 
they were stuck. Crisp ones. Crisp, mm-hmm. but they stuck together. So I gave the caddy like sixty more dollars than I intended to. <gasps> no. And I th- as I'm walking away, it's like I cannot, in good conscience, go up to the caddy and say, "Hey, you know, I accidentally gave you sixty dollars more than I should have. Can you give me change back for that?" And I just ate it. I'm just like, "Yeah, well, I'm out that money now." Would okay, you, wait. Would you should have, Adam have gone should, back? Yeah, that's the question. Should, <laughs> should I have Adam gone have back gone to the back. caddy? <laughs> you know why I paid? You know why I didn't? It's just like I said, I'm such a bad golfer. He had to suffer through that round with me. That you know what? You keep it. <laughs> but yeah, it's like but you wait, cannot what's go. What's a normal back. tip for a caddy? What's a nor- normal tip? I don't even remember. It was like is I, it fifty bucks? Yeah, probably around fifty or sixty. It's good I mean, money. Yeah, it's good money. It was. And he was carrying two bags, so he was carrying my bag and oh. another bag, so he caddied for two players. So right. yeah, I want to say it was like, yeah, it would have been like 60 bucks, 50 or 60 bucks. But you gave him an extra, so you doubled his tip, Doubled basically. the tip, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that is a lot. I he mean, okay, thought, Boy, that's great, that, but that it's horrible, also his job. That horrible golfer was an incredible tipper. I mean, they, the guy is what yeah. – he's still talking about it, I'm sure. <laughs> Wow. Should you? I, you know, I struggle with this because I tip service or I try to tip service people when they come to the house. That's just something like, I don't know that that's a Midwest versus East Coast thing, but I do tip service people mm-hmm. when they come to this. And some of them say, oh my gosh, yep. no, we, we can't take that. And, and, and some of them absolutely refuse. Others take it. So I always give somebody a tip. Um, but sometimes like, I mean, I, I prefer to tip 10 bucks for somebody that's, sure. you know, buy them lunch or whatever, yep. that kind of thing. Um, but like, sometimes I'll only have a 20 and if it's when they're, they're at the house, like they're like when it's like just 10 bucks or something, I would not say to them, Hey, hey do you have a 10? Yes. Do you have a 10? No, I, I, I won't say either. that. No, but if like we valet the car, if we're out somewhere and we valet the car and my husband only has like a 10, you know, he'll say, you know, or, or I'll say, Hey, do you have a five back mm-hmm. or do you have, do you have change? Yep. You know, cause you you may want to tip the valet. I don't know, three bucks, four bucks, sure. whatever you're tipping the valet, you know, if, if it's offered, uh, like if it's a valet, but boy, I don't feel comfortable when it's someone coming to the house. So the caddy thing, I might've asked, that's a lot of money, Adam. I might've asked for the 60 back. <laughs> That was clearly a mistake. Well, yeah, and I was so embarrassed by my golfing that it's just like, just get me the hell out of here. I feel uncomfortable in a very very highfalutin club anyway. Like, just get me out of here. Uh, Kristen is called in from Vadness Heights. Kristen, jump in here. Hey, Adam and Jor. Um, I just wanted to ease ease Adam's mind about the pull tab situation. (laughs) Because, first of all, I used to sell pull tabs. But, first of all, it's fine if you want to say, hey, it's not much noise. There's something in the jar. That's fine. But I guarantee you that she knew you tipped her. Yes. Somebody because, else. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be- because Well, why, Kristen? You know, why? Because sellers live on tips just like servers, basically. And you can tell, <laughs> funny bit, you can tell the people that don't tip because they grab their money and turn around. Yeah. If you even oh. linger that, that two seconds, the person, the, the seller can tell that you're thinking, okay, what am I going to put in the jar? And you can you can almost hear the swoosh. You just get so used to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so don't worry about it. She knows. Well, Chris, and I do have a follow-up to the story that I was going to wait to tell. And because you're on the line, you'll appreciate this. So get this. Okay. So it was a, I got a 220, it was a 225 winner. Okay. I gave mm-hmm. her $25. We went back. Mm. We kept playing. I said, you know, because I had another 20. So, I, well, let's keep playing because we got another playback. 
uh, the next playbacks, we got just two $4. So two, or no, one $4 winner. So one playback, that gave me two tickets. So mm-hmm. then we were going to be done. We just had two tickets. So I gave one. I, I held them out to Jen. I said, pick one. She picked one. I picked the other one. I opened it on one of those two playbacks. was a $250 winner. Oh. So I gave her, on that one, I gave her a $40 mm-hmm. tip because that it was a magic fingers to pull that baby out on two playbacks. Wow. See, and that's perfect. Yep. Because, because the Good sellers you, also kind of know mm-hmm. how, um, how much you put in. Yep. You know what I mean? Because yep. they kind of keep track of it. So if it's like you had put in a ton of money and got that, she wouldn't expect that much. But knowing that you had started with whatever you started yep. with and then just kept playing, that's, that's extra. So she knew that you tipped. So don't worry about it. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you for easing my mind. Thanks, Kristen. <laughs> you are- Thanks, okay, bye, Dora. Bye, Adam. Bye. Yeah, that's good to know. I, I feel better now about that. You know, they're eyeing up the tip jar. They know. They oh, know yeah. by our body language. I feel better now. I, so do I. And I just wanted a chance to tell that story about how I got a $250 <laughs> winner on a playback. <laughs> that's very Minnesotan, by the way, saying that. <laughs> how many people know what I'm talking about or are shaking their head right Done. now? Nice, man. Nice. All Done. right. 931. Uh, so, yep. I know you don't tip your flight attendants. You certainly don't tip the pilots. And a lunatic pilot tried, uh, has now been charged with 83 counts of attempted murder on a plane. What is going on with pilots? We're going to talk next. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You know, flying is a fraught thing. Adam has admitted on the air that he's not a great flyer. Uh, I have one kid that is a nervous flyer. Yep. Also, we do a lot of breathing exercises. Now he uh, he can manage it on his own. But like, it, you know, it's sometimes flying is a is a stressful. Very situation. much so. Mm-hmm. And we're hearing this weekend that an off duty airlines pilot has been charged with 83 counts of attempted murder because on Sunday he tried to bring the flight down. He unsuccessfully attempted to disrupt the operation of the engines. Yeah. Now dude was, yeah, like dude was sitting in the jump seat. So that's like part, I think it's part, I'm no, I'm no pilot or aviation expert, but I think that's in the cockpit, yes. right? They, like yep. He was just kind of hitching a ride yep. uh, on a flight. Uh, it was an Alaskan Airlines flight, and he was hitching a ride that was um, supposed to go somewhere. And he pulled some kind of an emergency line that shut off engines. I guess if there's a fire or something, it shuts down engines, like maybe there's an engine fire. Again, not an aviation expert. But that could have brought the plane down. He was going to shut the engines and bring the plane crashing down. And I, I, we were talking about this in the meeting. I'm like, what the heck is going on that this guy thinks or what goes through his mind where he says maybe he's obviously a sick person. So clearly he was trying to end his own life. But to bring 83 innocent people down with him, yeah. I am so glad that he is charged with murder, uh, reckless endangerment, and of course, you know, endangering an aircraft and all of that other stuff. Yep. But this would have been murder. Yeah. And I, I, you think of pilots, Adam, like this really surprises me because pilots are 
highly educated. And at one point, this was a, a ve- and maybe it still is a very sought after job. Like if you're on the p- pilot, you're sexy and you're on the and men and women, you're on the level of like doctor. Like this is, you know, the moms would say, oh, my son is a pilot. Yeah. It was something to be bragging about. And now I'm like, what is, I understand that, you know, even pilots can have mental health issues. Something can be wrong with them. And clearly something was wrong with this person. But uh, when I brought this up, you made a comment that pilots are hard to come by these days. And I was like, really? Are we having, like, do people not want to be pilots anymore? Well, I think that what happened was when this, when the, when COVID hit and obviously nobody was flying. I think mm-hmm. a lot of pilots probably uh, either retired or maybe decided to do something else. And then, of course, you know, I, I assume many were probably laid off, right? And then suddenly when we ramp back up and people are traveling again, I think airlines not only, I mean, in all aspects of the workforce, whether it's gate agents, mm-hmm. whatever it is, a flight attendants, they didn't have enough people. And they're bringing people in. And, yeah, the stories that I've that we've been following were that yeah, there was a shortage of pilots that they want to get more people online. And really? I, and I've heard uh, secondhand, and I, again, this is just what I've secondhand. So if somebody's out there and can dispute this and wants to dispute it, by all means, chime in here, 651-461-9226. But that, that the concern is, okay, we need people to fly these planes, so let's – speed up the process to get these folks in. Now, I am not suggesting that they're cutting corners by saying, oh, yeah, you know, these, uh, you know, you have to have certain, because you you still have to have certain hours to become a commercial airline pilot. It's all about hours. Mm -hmm. It's all about getting your hours. And I don't, I'm not here to suggest that suddenly they're cutting corners saying, no, we're, we're, we're getting rid of some of these requirements just so we can get people, warm bodies in here to fly these planes. But, uh, again, I was hearing that, you know, there is some concern that because there's such a rush to get people uh, to fly planes that I guess some of the usual scrutiny uh, isn't there. And that could that lead to danger in the future having maybe people who aren't competent flying the plane? Really? See, this – and the mine was a long lead-in to get to that point. Like, it, is that what's happening? Are we having a shortage of pilots or are the pilots so stressed, you know, that that might have led to some kind of a mental breakdown for this guy? Because well, clearly th- – th- that's the thing, mental breakdown. Like, he knew what he was doing. He got on the jump seat. He knew – like, he planned it out. Like, I'm going to bring this plane down. I know how to do it. I pull this cord and that's how it happens. So, well, do um, we, I mean, do we know though that he, like, it was a premeditated thing or did he just like snap and say in the middle of the flight saying, you know what? I've, I mean, he was just, a here's the thing though. I know, I know that pilots go through psychological screening. I think they have yes. to do that routinely sure they because do. of cases like mm-hmm. this. You know, we had before the pandemic, we had, the, and I still think about this case to this day because it's so frightening to think about, but there was a German flight, German wings, I think is the name of the airline. They had mm-hmm. two pilots. The pilot went to get coffee or went to the bathroom. The co-pilot locked the doors yes. and he turned off and he just, mm-hmm. he disengaged mm-hmm. the autopilot and that plane slowly descended, yes. and the pilot could not get back into the cockpit mm-hmm. and killed mm-hmm. the plane crash and killed everybody. Mm-hmm. And I, I, mm-hmm. I still think about that, how horrific, horrific. Uh, that must have been. Horrific. Um, but, yeah, I mean, 
people have met, pilots are not immune to the same mental issues mm-hmm. that many, many people have. And yeah, when you're mm-hmm. in that line of work and you're dealing with the safety of so many people, they mm-hmm. have to go through screening. And, and I'm, yes. and so we're not doing a very good job of that. And I, I want to address some of these texts here because mm-hmm. people are sure. chiming in. Uh, Ginny, Ginny, you bring up a good point. Ginny says, Jordana, I think you should have say, stated what's going on with the pilot, not pilots. Yeah. If a broadcaster killed their spouse, you wouldn't say what's going on with broadcasters. Don't right. throw all pilots into that bucket. And Ginny, uh, I, I hear you. Abs- you're 100% correct. But it's just the conversation that I had with Adam. And sorry, I took such a roundabout way to get there. Just, you know, kind of pegging on this news story is that uh, there's he told me that there was a shortage and that it is a stressful job. And we have seen other pilots who have used this methodology to end their own life. Right. So. I'm I'm worried more about the pilots, but you're right. Not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. One of these texters says, "Hey guys, uh, most pilots are retired military, so they could have PTSD." Mm. Okay, yes, that could actually explain some of it. But to Adam's point, they they're first of all for our retired military, there needs to be more services for folks that are suffering from PTSD. And you know, if if we are short on pilots, they should not only get help, but yes, also screening to make sure that. That they're okay. Uh, another text uh, here to six five one four six one nine two two six. Recruiting pilots has been a serious problem for a long time. Mm-hmm. So much so that airlines are developing alternative paths to becoming pilots versus just relying on military and colleges. Um, somebody suggests that Carol Levin did a story on this last night about mm-hmm. U of M Mankato, Minnesota State Mankato training pilots. Um, right. Yeah. It's it's just so it's just it's terrifying when I hear of stories like this especially at the hands of the people who are trying to keep us safe. So that's why when you said, you know, they're they're having a shortage, I was like, what happened to being, it was such a coveted right. gig. And I know it's really hard to be a pilot. You have to be very smart. There's a lot of schooling. There's a lot of math. A lot of Again, math. Clearly a lot of hours. I could never do. One, right. you know, interesting enough, though, I think, you know, when I say cutting corners, and this isn't cutting a corner, but it used to be, mm-hmm. you used to have, you you had to have perfect vision to be a pilot. You couldn't have if you wore glasses or contacts. Mm-hmm. I think that automatically disqualified you. I don't think that disqualifies you anymore. I think they do take people who have less than perfect vision and wears corrective lenses. So I think that's like one example where. But like that's okay, changed. right? I mean, I drive yeah, and I, I wear contacts. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Hopefully, that isn't a problem. That our contacts and glasses are good enough to. Plus, I mean, yeah. the computers are flying the plane anyway. Hmm. Um, we'll we'll end with this text and we'll change up the energy. Just uh, wanted to know what's going on with the pilots. Uh, Jordana, you could have locked Adam out when he went to the bathroom today. Yeah. Studio takeover. Hey, anytime you want to do that, go for it. I'll, remember I'll just go. Yeah, and send him. <laughs> no, I need him. I need him here. Uh, in fact, I need him to take our NBA quiz. I believe the NBA uh, season begins today. The Timberwolves tomorrow, of course. But let's see. Does Adam know where his NBA teams are from? Find out next. Are you ready for basketball? Uh, yeah, I've never been a huge NBA guy. I mean, okay, but football was fun last night, right? Oh, we'll break that down. I want to hear your thoughts on the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you watch? I, I, I look forward. I look for, No. Come I, on. I what? No. no, I did not watch. I'm just not interested. I don't like It's too violent for me. I'm okay. just, and, you know, right, I'm not right. a fan of the uh, NFL. So, no, I did not watch. I did not. Um, but there are teams in the NBA, you know, that have moved all over, and people often think, okay, what – is the origin of this team. How did it get its name? Right. 
All right, we're going to start with the Utah Jazz. Now, from my understanding, Utah is not necessarily known for its jazz. (laughs) The hotbed of jazz. I think I'm going to be very good at this one. I do like, this is something I actually uh, take interest in, is like trying to figure out the origins of team names. Okay, so before I let you do any of this, I need to figure out, I I wrote down my answers somewhere so you wouldn't see them. So I... (laughs) Well, I'll tell you, I think the Utah Jazz were the New Orleans Jazz at one point. Okay, so you're right about that. You're, you're absolutely, yeah. hold up one second. Jordana, like, uh, changes the font color. Yes. And she changed it to, like, off-white, and she can't find so, where like, her I answers are. I can't see it. I know, right? So I can't Brilliant. see the Bravo. answers. I know, I'm not that smart. Okay, you guys, this, is, this job is really hard for me, okay? Clearly. I'm doing my best to contribute uh, and give you a quiz. It's a fun little quiz. Okay, so you were right. The, I, I found the answers where I hid them because I didn't want you to have to cheat. So correct, they are originally from New Orleans. New Orleans so you're right about yes. that. Great job. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah, Vancouver. Oh, okay. So this, so this is easy for yep. you. So maybe this wasn't a great quiz. Not a lot of um, grizzly uh, bears in uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, not so many. All right. This was a, this was a gimme in case you were failing. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. All right, Minneapolis Lakers. Okay. That was a gimme, you know, right. just in case you yeah. needed it, in case you did badly. Uh, the Sacramento Kings. Mm. Ooh. Sacramento Kings. The Kings aren't really, are they associated with any? From London, right? London Kings? <laughs> that would make sense. Sort of a trick question. Uh, I have no idea. I'm st- you've stumped me on this one. The Sacramento Kings are from Kansas City. Kansas City. Now, it's a bit of a trick question because this team was called the Royals. But when they moved to Kansas City from Cincinnati, they changed their name to the Kings to avoid confusion with the, with the city's team. Royals baseball team. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so you got that. Okay. All right. So you're, you're blowing through it. I only have one more. Hold on one sec. Let me get back. I have to now toggle. The Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, Clippers. I think I'm... I th- Clippers, yeah, that's I like a ship. A Clipper is like a mm-hmm. ship. Uh, so I'm going to say it's a sailing city. So what, weren't they the San Diego Clippers? They were yes, the San Diego Clippers. Yes, and you are 100% right. You do know about boats. Uh, it's, a San, it's a reference to the sailing ships in the San Diego Bay. Yeah. Boy, I thought that was going to take longer, but you blew through it. So sorry. I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm really impressed. I thought that maybe I was going to stump you with my little basketball quiz, but it's just me who doesn't know anything about it. <laughs> Are you excited for the NBA season? <laughs> you know what? Here's the deal. I prefer to watch uh, basketball than football because I think football is just too violent. Not that basketball doesn't have some hard hits and people fall down and it looks like they hurt themselves. And here's the deal. Both of my men, handsome husband and Maddox, love NBA, the NBA? basketball. Yes, so they are big fans. And unlike football, where Maddox is really just interested in his fantasy team, and that's hard to watch fantasy because you're, like, rooting at different players on different teams. So following his fantasy team is a challenge. But um, basketball, you know, okay, it's just Timberwolves or it's Nets or it's, you know, whoever their team is that they love or it's watching Steph Curry. I -hmm. think think the athleticism in basketball is amazing. Oh, yeah. I I like watching. They are the most most incredible Uh athletes. Uh, Yeah, that – Now, the French kid, the French phenom, I forget his name. Somebody can correct me, but he plays for the San Antonio Spurs, and he's going to be interesting to watch because... Okay, again, I can't answer. I can't help you. But it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, because the game has changed so much with how, you know, big men who traditionally used to just play under the basket and... 
you know, block and lay up. Uh, big men can mm-hmm. shoot now and become like these freak athletes. So it'll be so fun talented. to see that. All right, nine fifty-seven. Uh, we got quick takes coming up. DJ, what do you got on tap here? Uh, I'm going to ask you if you're in favor of a shorter work week. Yes. Also, yes. Next. Also. <laughs> Big, big rock show coming to town next year. We'll talk about that, too. Really? Ooh. Oh, can't wait. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.